Hello, listeners of the Anthropocene. <laughs> Welcome to the Universe. Yes, the CUNY, the poet's guide to the universe. Happy Dr. King Day. Happy Dr. King Day. Hey, did you ever notice a code switch going on? That dumb white people say it's MLK Day, and people have a clue. Everybody says it's MLK Day. But everybody that has a clue says Dr. King Day. Uh, No. Everybody says MLK Day. That's funny, because in Atlanta it's not that way. That's the Southwest thing. I don't know. I've never met anybody that said Dr. King Day. Really? Uh Because when I was talking to my guests this morning, we were talking about that, about Dr. King Day. I think it's a code switch between, like, people that grew up in Atlanta and people that didn't. Because, you know, I grew up there. We're... And you grew up here in the Northwest, right? So it's interesting, a different code switch, right? Because honestly, as my chief feminist, and I think that's been officially declared at this point, (laughs) because every every company, every art institution, every science institution should have that role on their board of directors. What were you saying? What were some other examples? Can you imagine things that Dr. King would be outraged about? Can you imagine him preaching there at Ebenezer Baptist Church in Atlanta behind that wa- those, white, those white pine boards and that tar roof? That parking lot so hot you could open an egg on it and it would fry in the parking lot. And the people that he represented in the dream he marched for every single day of his life. Can you imagine his outrage now? Can you imagine your outrage? Yes. What is it? What is the outrage? When you think of Harvey Weinstein and the Me Too movement and what's going on with these people what was that gymnast dude's name? Do you remember? Oh, Larry Larry Nasser. Yeah. And that's that's the problem is that. I mean, the list is so long; it's like even yeah. hard to remember, right? Where's the, the outrage? The college protected him. It was it it wasn't just Larry Nasser. It was. It was the, the good old boys club. MSU college and Michigan state government, and it was like it's not just him. I don't know. That's just disgusting. He's that's disgusting. what I'm talking about. That's the outrage. Can, I mean, this is where Doctor's, Dr. King's message and his dream that he spoke so brilliant about, it, about on those hot days. Because he knew his brothers grew up with strange fruit, right? 
And that's his environment. It was the environment I grew up in as a native Atlanta. So one of the things I talk about doing with in the next episode is my sister grew up in the same environment. And her husband marched with Dr. King. What do you think I should ask her? What would you ask Dr. King? Um, I would ask him, uh, how he thinks we can avoid apocalypse. What kind of apocalypse? The slow death of Western civilization and, uh, democracy and frankly civilization as we know it like climate change killing plants the apocalypse is not a big bang right the apocalypse is many many slow things so it's like these all these megalomaniac here's my theory right i think we have a disease right now yeah and the disease is called manhood and honestly 60% of the world should just be carved off to people who identify with Mother Nature and nurturing and high-functioning, right? What would, how could we do that in a way to honor Dr. King's dream today? I'm talking about across race and gender. Um... Just really like, so our schools today, for example, are more segregated than they are, than they were in like the 70s, I think. So if people don't get exposure to other types of people, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, people, when, when people say, it's just dangerous and scary, and then you go to Asia and people are really nice too. Of course like, they are. You know what? Every tribe carries its own baggage, right? Right. The problem is that people talk about these artificial boundaries like religion. And the religion is like this insidious parasite on communities in the world. Some of the works are amazing. Some of the charitable works. But the amount of power vested in some male and authority is not functional. Because honestly, it was just a bunch of white dudes who got together and said, let's control everybody. That's the same as kind of like a disease, right? And Middle Eastern dudes. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Started all the way with the Crusades. So here's the riddle. The other part of the dream that I am ashamed to say is one of the dreams that's crushed with my shine. It's one that Jimmy Carter talked about. Also a dude who's familiar with the tar, hot tars of Georgia days and the afternoon thunderstorms and the slow meandering rivers of inner tubes and junkyards and the places where I grew up, right? Of factory floors and sewers and these amazing women who could kick out shirts, I don't know, 1,500 shirts in a day. It's fucking awesome, right? 
it was like magic to walk in a place like that. And I think that part of that dream is failed for Dr. King's dream. Okay, you ready? Yes. So, I'm like this old Jewish dude from the South, right? Mm -hmm. So, I grew up steeped around people that sang at Ebenezer, right? That was not uncommon for me to run into that. Many of them went on to be extremely famous. I believe the four tops. I don't know. I'd have to go look. But some of the most famous female R&B Sing singers grew up with Dr. King. It was who I grew up with. Okay, uh, I'm sorry, I got off track. Tosh, bring me back. Bring me back to your experience of code switching and because that's the world I grew up in, right? One minute I'm around my tribe, and the next minute you're around your tribes, right? You know what I'm talking about. Go, explain. Um, there's, there's a difference, uh, oh, there's, there's a difference between talking to somebody who is black and then talking to somebody who is white and the types of things that, uh, I can say, the types of jokes that I can make. Um, as somebody who is mixed but who appears white, like, I can play both worlds. Do you remember when we stopped at that gas station and I met that old dude? Yes. It was so cool. You met a black man, yay! No, but, but you know what I'm saying, we just connected. He was exactly the kind of people I grew up with, right? Yeah. You know, I had an instant connection with him because I was surrounded by that growing up. Because in my family, the only thing that would uh, that was unforgivable by my dad, and he was like, he was he had an amazing, clear sense of ethics, right? But my crazy uncle, <laughs> he would say racist things, right? My dad would go off the handle, and if I ever said called someone, denigrated them for the race. It was a, it was when my dad would fly off the handle. Because, I mean, we, came, we were Russians, right? We didn't carry all the baggage of that. We had been slaves, right? We just thought of as used as people, right? Yeah. But in our society today, even this, even you were talking about uh, people of color, um, that even were, I don't know, it was like discriminating for you, against you, right, for being white, right? Did I get that right? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, but, but it's, it's funny, right, because like, uh, like obviously reverse racism doesn't exist because racism is structural. No, but tribal bias does. But but it's it's natural to have a suspicion of white people if you're a black person, like that that totally makes sense to me, you know. Uh, 
for me that was weird just like I think that um, the guy that I identified in that gas station you know what I know he was a beautiful artist I know it I could feel it I connected with him instantly it was, an, it was a soul light scene does that make sense I was just drawn to him I actually one of my regrets I wish I remember his name and I wish I give him him mine. What would you do? I'd want to hear what art he does. I bet I I would imagine. So here's my here's my bias, right? Because my bias is I look at people and try to figure out what are they really good at, right? So I was looking at him, I was thinking he has a very deep sense of ethics. I could feel that right away. The other thing I could feel is he must be an amazing musician. I think he either played harp or sang or both. He probably played blues or maybe he scratched on a guitar. Maybe. But I felt it. That was my guess. Because when I'm drawn to something, I can almost... Uh, well... Uh. Go. <laughs> Welcome back to Welcome back. the Cuteverse. Oh my god. I love the Cuteverse. Okay, so I think... Okay, so... Why do you think people code switch? Code switch? Because um, it's natural. And then also, like, you know, you, you can't make a joke about white people... Okay, and then also what I was talking about is like You're I think revealing my uh, bird, my wind nature. I look like a bird. What? I think it's natural for black people to be skeptical of white people because white people literally have been allowed to terrorize <laughs> black people, enabled by the government for hundreds and hundreds of years. So. You know, I think I think it's normal and prudent to be skeptical. You know, no? you know can I ask you a question? What? As a as a white Jew in North in Pacific Northwest, like, you know, when I'm clueless, right? I'm gonna ask you one of those questions now. <laughs> okay. So there, I was at Alki, right? It's like one of my favorite places to take my dog and and grab a line bike and just bike and hang out and do exercise and jump along practice my martial arts right because Tosh is like the best amazing martial arts instructor in the world try get around her good luck with that <laughs> she's working right she loves it and we go down there and there were these uh, dudes that were just blasting this really loud rap music and we both wanted to go and hang out with them Tosh was like let's go you know how she is right she's like the times, like, I let her just follow. She would just head over there. And I really wanted to. Do you think, what would their reaction have been? They would have been like, what the fuck? Who is this guy? And why is he, like, bothering us, you yeah. know? 
Yeah, well, if if it was me and my friends listening to music on the beach, and then some random dude just well, walked up, it wasn't. You know? It wasn't on the beach. It was in the parking lot. I said, well, same thing. Really? Same thing. Okay. Like that's just a little odd. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, there's the dude like, out walking his dog, right? It would be. The yeah, yeah. Right, and it's just a little. So I made intrusive. the right call. I just. Right. I just. I just <laughs> wished I had gone over. It was a. It was a, um, does that make sense, the regret that I have? I think I would have Yeah, but for no reason. And I feel like if you had gone over, they would have just been like, get away. You know what? After my stroke, I wouldn't have cared. Yeah, I know, but like... (laughs) You know, uh, there's there's you certain situations where it's okay to approach I'm getting people. Ra- I'm getting an uh, amazing amount of distortion here. Yeah, you, you can't just walk up to people if they're in their car. But they weren't in the car. They are hanging out. I mean, they had to ride rides, right? I would have loved to have seen what kind of high-tech gear it was, right? I would have been over there. I would have been worshipping their cars, right? And their cars were rad, right? They were clearly... That was their deal, right? It was a joy that they had. And I have the same joy with cars, right? This is what I grew up with. I, was, I grew up fucking rebuilding engines when I was a teenager, right? My first year of college. Did I pass my fucking double E class? No. Did I rebuild an engine from the ground up? <laughs> yes. Did we go to the junkyard and buy, buy all the parts for it? You know what I'm saying? I think I would have connected with them. Am I stupid? You know what? I think I asked you the question and I did what you would have done, which was I walked away. But I regret that I didn't walk away. Does that make sense? Am I stupid? You're not stupid, but I don't understand why you're even thinking about this. You know what I mean? Like you're saying that you regret not doing it, right? Mm -hmm. Why? Why is this even occurring to you as like something that you are even thinking about? You know what because, I mean? Because um, I th- wish we worked lived in a world. Um, is it working? What would you like to? If you had Dr. King sitting on that sofa right there, and you were interviewing Dr. King, what would be you be talking about? Um. I feel, as a white dude from the South, that we let the asshole tribalists take over our society. I think it's a terrible, 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 terrible shame that we let Putin buy our president. The calamity of it, I just have this whole hippie thing about stick it to the man, you know. Bob Dylan and <laughs> and who else? Who else was the like like the band, right? Eric Clapton, right? Come on, Jesse, say something, man. <laughs> hey. So, um, what do you think? That's a very open-ended question. What do I think about what? Do you think? what? So, you know, I wrote this little meme about religion, right? What's small can't be seen and kills millions of people, right? Yeah. 
The baseline answer given our history of pathogens like the Spanish flu and germs and things, you know, it used to be called germs, right? You get what a germ is, right? It can kill you, right? It doesn't matter whether it's bacterial or viral, right? It's the way we, we have our story about it as a species because, you know, they're always trying to kill us. Does that make sense? Yeah. Where was he going with that? Okay, you ready? Go. Uh, I got off track. Go. Get us back on our track. So we're talking about Dr. King and religion, right? So my idea is you don't go back to the old, old ancients. You know, there's ancients, like... The guy that generally is called Jesus, right? In most of the Catholic world. He's a relative of mine, right? But he's an ancient, ancient... Just like I would not go to um, Einstein to ask him questions about <laughs> quantum computing unless it's a time dilation principle issue that I had. Because, you know, honestly, he was on a parallel track. They excluded him from that. You can, you can thank the Manhattan Project for that. Thanks. The cryptographers were kept separate from Einstein. You know, but why would I go to a cousin of my tribe that's so ancient for advice? So religion doesn't really make sense to me. The charity works of the church, that makes sense to me. Yeah. So, I would rather say, what would, you know, that whole thing about what would Christ do, or this whole thing about the white or the black Christ. <laughs> that dude, that ancient dude that grew up on the edge of Africa, Come on, dudes. He was Jewish like my grandmother, right? He grew up on the edge of Africa. He would not have had black slaves. They had Sumerian slaves back then. You know that. You know why we're called Jews? Do you know that? Dr. King knew. Why? Because we're from the Judean hills. We're a tribe from the Judean hills. You know the rule of sevens, right? It only takes seven eaves to start a new tribe. That's all it takes. With seven eaves, you can start anything. It's the rule of sevens. Why do you think the myth from Avraham, after the killing, almost killing of his son, right? Why do you think the rule of sevens stood up in, in Genesis, right? Because it's a fundamental math rule, right? Just like 20 is a resonant number, right? <laughs> Because you have 20 fingers. <laughs> I love that idea of a resonant number. So, I would say, if I were to have a mantra, I would not say what would Jesus say in this context. Because honestly, it was a problem he was not equipped to deal with. This is a problem right. we have to deal This tribalism that we have today, he would not have grokked that. Right. He would have been our water brother. You don't understand that. You can feel you can feel the echoes of that in our waters, right? Because our genetic code comes from water, right? You know this, right? Mm -hmm. All the DNA that passes across the many generations, across the many years, it all comes from the same water. And so, you'll hear me refer a lot to my water brother. That is um, what that concept means. It's actually interesting that it came from a book uh, called Stranger in a Strange Land. 
but in an entirely different context. You know what? I am really, really, really sorry that the Trump thumpers, the corrupt Trump thumpers, they killed him too fucking early. Yeah, well... They murdered him in his tracks, right? Yeah. What were they thinking? The, yeah. the government pretty much supported it at the time. I disagree. I don't agree. Yeah, because there was also some evidence showing that the guy that the government said did it didn't actually do it. So, yeah, there's kind of a lot. It's like, it's like the Kennedy assassination, right? There's a lot of evidence that shows that the government might have supported it in I some way or so. another. I actually don't think so. Why? Because I think it was just an angry white dude. You see this again and again. McVeigh is another example. He blew up he blew up a child care center because guess what? Social security was in the fucking building. That was the same kind of man. The same kind of man that shot Dr. King. You know what I'm saying? It was one of those Trump thumpers. <laughs> it was a corrupt Trumper, right? Which is, again, who's in the whole government. So here's my idea. The literal 60 whole government. 60% of all seats in... What? The Congress of the United States automatically to women. White men need not apply. Any type of women are welcome. We would never go to war ever again. The only rule is none of them are allowed to be multimillionaires unless they take a younger woman under their wing. Agreed? If they become millionaires during their time in Congress, as any successful woman would have today, yes, they can become millionaires. But you get the idea, right? Yeah. That they should mentor people. They should. You know I'm a strong believer in cross-generalities. I'm going to vote for you one day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shall we call it a day? Yeah. Let's call it the end of the episode. Okay. I think, I think we have enough set up for episode two. Yes. And you know I want to get my southern sister. She spent 40 years teaching in rural school districts in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Most of her students were free lunchers. You know what I'm talking about. They're the people whose parents were working for jobs and sending most of their money back to Mexico. They're working in the chicken houses and the slaughterhouses. And however, they could be scrapping money back for their family. Back. Because that's what immigrants do. That's what my family did. That is why we have this beautiful thing called the Constitution. It's a beautiful document. The amount of creative principle architected by those dudes. I was there. I know I was. I was probably the dude arranging the furniture. You were everywhere. Uh, I was probably getting the lighting right so they could sign and everything. And I can remember John Hancock. Just, did you know that I used to be a tour guide on, in Lexington Battle Green? Mm-hmm. When I was 12. <laughs> 
You know why? Because that echoes in, it, in my genealogy. I'm sure. I'm sure there are echoes in my genealogy that were in that room. Do you ever have to feel yourself? But we're back to this why. And I think the end, we figured it out. Are we in agreement with that? And let's wrap this. Yeah. So, we know why. Malehood is number one, is a disease. Two, it's a high actuarial risk. So, given that, the reins of power on the planet should never be entrusted to men again. I'm not talking about direct vote. I'm talking about the representative side of our constitution. Because, in fact, <laughs> this is what should be happening. Honestly, we should not be impeaching Trump. He's medically unsound to, to run this country. And so are his cohort. Yeah. This is not any different than what happened in Germany. They declared Nazism persona non grata in Germany. This is a very uh, difficult issue under free speech in the United States. But well, also the government continues the, to support pass, white supremacy. If we pass the Equal Rights Amendment, we can enshrine this as an amendment in the Constitution, and we can change the course of the timeline. That would be great. So let's rewrite the uh, calling all ACL members. Let's pitch in, and let's get this done. Let's redraft it using the resources from the universe and the principles we're talking about and reach a new Kareto balance. Let's make a new etching on the on the mountain of the moment. Okay. Okay, thanks for listening. This is so fun. We were really rambling, but thank you. Oh my God, I love this. Thanks. We're a wrap. Hey, anyway... Thank you very much for listening. My name is Stephen Michaelov. I'm your poet. Uh, the only reason that you're hearing this broadcast is the amazing talent and engineering work that I have behind the scenes. I'm just the product. They do all the real work. Enjoy it. Stephen Michaelov. This is the poet's guide to the quantum universe. The CUNY. Quantum Universe.